Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse 19. Let's read together in concert, one to go. see the day approaching. Amen. Spirit of living God, we thank you. Your presence is here. Our hearts and our spirits is open to receive your word. We thank you because faith rises in our hearts. We thank you because we will never be the same again. We give you thanks and praise because your word has become a light to us. Your word has brought light into our hearts and there is no confusion there is no darkness at all. Thank you, Abba. In Jesus' holy name, we do pray. Amen. On the way to your seat, smile at someone and just say, hey, good to see you. I, I noticed that these guys didn't smile. Is it, is it that guys don't smile or what? Praise God forevermore. Glory to God. So we are in what episode? Three, we're in the third episode of the Messy Mido series. Messy Mido simply has to do with the fact that God took you and I and placed us in a messy world. And our job is to shine the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Can we say amen? amen? That's our job. All right. I want to start this morning from John 20, 21 to 22, and you will see the flow as we take off this morning. John chapter number 20 and verse 21. I want us to read it together. One to go. All right. So, <laughs> thank God. All right. Now, let's begin this episode. The episode title is what? Down below what? Chaos, down below chaos. So, 
let's start with helping you understand that very simple concept. Very simple concept and you'll get it. Was there chaos in the world when Jesus came? Was, was it chaotic? What was the chaos? You know, people were, you know, without a savior. Right? There was the need for a savior. So Jesus was sent into the chaos to bring clarity, to bring light into that chaos. Now, I've been, from, this, from the time this series began, I've been showing you the, the very words of Jesus. And showing you how important the words of Jesus are. Problem is that many people don't believe the Bible. They claim that they do. They act like they do. But deep down, they really don't. And I'm not describing you. I'm describing people. (laughs) Praise God forevermore. Okay, so we know, I mean, we celebrate Christmas. The birth of Jesus. We celebrate Easter. The death of Jesus. We know that these two things were supposed to accomplish something. And they did. Now Jesus is saying, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. In another place he says that, you know, you are in me and I am in you. And I am sending you that you should go and bear fruits. And that your fruits will remain. The Bible says Jesus is speaking and he said, As the Father has sent me, I also send you. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. Now, if the words of Jesus are anything to go by, then you would recognize that you have been sent Just the same way Jesus has been sent. In other words, Jesus came into a chaotic world to shine the light of the gospel. And the same way, we also have been sent to do the very same thing. I think that it's important for me to show you something. Um, I'll just touch it briefly. How many of you remember that scripture where Jesus said... That whosoever sins you forgive is forgiven. Remember? And whosoever sins you... Oh, you don't know that you can forgive sins. Wow. No, that's even before Jesus died. Brother, you don't know that you can forgive sins? Wait, let me just ask you before I show you the scripture. Let me just ask you. Do you know that you can forgive sins? You don't know. Alright, so let's go there. Alright, let's go to, let's read from verse, let's go into verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive ye what? The Holy Ghost. Now verse 23, let's read together, want to go. It's not my word, it's the word of Jesus. Let's read together, want to go. Read it again. Read it out loud. Want to go? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Is he in red? Is it? Is he in your Bible? Did he read that same way? Read it one more time. 
Uh-huh. I'm so delighted to start from here because, um, so Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. Okay? Now, it's obvious that Jesus had the power, amen, to forgive sins, right? And if he's sending you the way he was sent, it makes sense to give you the power to also forgive sins. Amen? Because, I mean, of what benefit will it be for me to send you and not give you the power to act on my behalf? You see what I'm saying? So, how many of you agree that Jesus came into the world to forgive sins? Awesome. So, now you also have been sent. And then, you were given the Holy Ghost. If you look at the, the conversation, number one, you are sent. Number two, you are empowered. You are given the Holy Ghost. Alright? And then number three, you're told what to do. So, you're told that whosoever sins you forgive, is forgiven. Whosoever sins you retain, is retained. Now, if we know what the Father wants, I do not desire that anybody should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of the truth. Are you going to retain anybody's sin? What are you going to do? Forgive everybody's sins. But the interesting thing is that now you realize that you have the power to actually forgive sins. So what was the chaos that Jesus came down below into? The fact that men were in their sins. Okay? And he removed the sins of mankind. But guess what? The idea was not that Jesus would stay in the incarnation till eternity. When I say incarnation, I mean the idea was not that Jesus would stay in the flesh till eternity. The idea was that Jesus would move from being the only begotten to the first begotten. From the only begotten to the first begotten so that the many begottens can now tell other people that their sins have been forgiven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But now here's the problem. The many begotten don't know that their sins have been forgiven. The many begotten are still confused. The many begotten are still begging self. They wake up in the morning and say, Lord, be testing, oh Lord, every sin of commission, omission. <laughs> they don't know. Just imagine, I forgive you. You see, power, right? Sounds like very strong, so I forgive you. And Jesus said, anybody's sin that you forgive is forgiving. Now here you are begging for forgiveness when God says you should be forgiving people's sins. It hasn't stuck in the, in, in the mind of the church. Because if it stays in your mind, your, your attitude is going to be different. So if you can forgive other people's sin, you can might as well receive forgiveness for your own shortcomings too. Can we say Amen. amen. Because it is in, it's in abundant supply. <laughs> Glory to God forevermore. So I want to share with us the fact that there was chaos. Jesus came to solve the chaos. But guess what? The idea was not that he would keep living forever. He was not supposed to live on earth in the flesh forever. He was supposed to finish his job, create more. I don't know how, how many of you watch those movies where now there are many more, what's it called? Clones. Okay, many more people like me. That's why he said, as he is, so I am in the world. Because there are many more people like me now, who can now go into every man's world and let them know that their sins are forgiven. Say amen. amen. Now, the instrument, the structure 
that God has created to get that done is the body of Christ, the church. Can we say amen? amen. Now, but before we go into in, in depth into that conversation, let me also show you some more realities. John 15 and verse 3. Let's go there. How many of you are excited about what I just showed you? So, the, the, the Bible says, as the Father, let's say it together, as the Father sent me, uh-huh, so I send you. Let's say it again. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. No, so, did Jesus heal the sick? Did he raise the dead? Hey, church, talk to me. Let's, let's have a conversation. Did he heal the sick? Raise the dead? Did he have wisdom? Did he have favor with God? Did he walk in the miraculous? As, as the Father sent me, so send are you. Meaning every single thing should be replicated in your life. How many of you read that scripture where Jesus said, where the Bible says that if all that Jesus did was recorded, the books in the world would not be enough to contain. You remember? So actually what you are seeing is <laughs> it's just a fragment of what we want you to know. Meaning that there is more. So it means that every day Jesus' life, and I'm not talking of the Maccabees or the all of those things. Every day Jesus' life was full of the miraculous. They only just captured a few so that, you know, you can see. But then the idea is that you and I are supposed to be the extension of that. How did Jesus know where the, the, the coin was in the mouth of the fish? Think about it. How did he multiply five loaves and two fish? Think about it. How did he walk on water? Think about it. As the Father has sent me, meaning you have access to all of the mighty manifestations of the Spirit, you have access to all of the miraculous, all of the things that Jesus did, you also have access to. Can we say Amen? amen. So we are supposed to be going into every man's world and solving their chaos. And brothers and sisters, it can be really chaotic. That people are in condemnation and guilt. It is strong chaos. <laughs> people have lost their lives as a result of it. People have taken their lives as a result of it. Alright. John 15 and verse 3. The book of John 15 and verse 3. just want to show you this. And then I would now take you right into what I want to share today. Let's read that together. John 15 and verse 3. Want to go? Read again. Want to go? Now. Now, is this the Word of God? How do you get clean? Through the Word that I speak unto you. Do you get clean through your good works? <laughs> you get clean through God's Word. Hallelujah. So, it means that the Word of God is a cleaning agent. Now, what, look, look, very important what I'm sharing now. The Word of God is a cleaning agent. It cleans things out. Okay? If you come into God's house or you have a problem with scarcity-mindedness, when you sit with God's Word, it will clean you out. It will show you how you're supposed to live in abundance. If you have a problem, you're struggling with an illness in your body, Look, you are clean through the word which I speak unto you. So, the way God gets us clean is by speaking his word to us. Yeah. And you hear what I'm saying? How does God clean you up? By speaking the word to you. 
So the word of God is a cleaning agent. Let's look at another scripture. Ephesians 5 and verse 26. Ephesians chapter number 5 and verse 26. Let's read it together. I want to go if you're there. So, the washing of water by what? By the word. Pay attention to this. This is very important. I'm going somewhere with all of this. So that you might cleanse her. Alright, how? By the washing of water by the word. So, it is that whenever you want to clean out something that is messed up, you bring the word, and as you begin to administer the word, the junk goes out. Hey, look, hello? So as you begin to administer the word into that area of your life, you know, that junk goes out. So that you might cleanse her by the washing of water, and it is by the word. <laughs> the Bible does not say we should have, you know, water washing service. Just imagine I just bring one. The, the, the Bible says washing of water, you know. And I say this is a water washing service. So I just bring a bowl of water. And then I say, from the back to the front, everybody, it's time to have a bath. (laughs) Praise God. Alright? No, that's not what we're doing. The Bible says, it is by the Word. So every time you sit under the teaching of God's Word, things are being washed out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Fears are being washed out and all of that. Now, let me even say this as I was meditating on this. The Spirit of God actually said to me that... Actually, the believer never walks around with impurities. It's actually an unending fountain. You are under an unending flow. If God could ever see you in sin, if God could ever see you with impurity, you'll be dead. If God could ever see you for a micro mini second in your sin, you'll be dead. You see, when that fountain started to flow, alright, from Emmanuel's veins, it started to flow for all of eternity. As you are now, they shower on your head. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Everybody has mobile shower. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Everywhere you go, the moment your mind thinks something negative, washed. The moment your thoughts goes in an impure place, washed. The moment you're imagining something wicked against somebody, washed. Are you getting what I'm saying? The moment you start to plan that evil in your mind, how you're not going to talk to the person for weeks, for months, uh, washed. The believer never, 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 the believer never appears before God with impurities. Ever. <laughs> you see, I'm saying some things that you should be rejoicing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, the reason why it's important for you to know that you never appear before God with impurities is because God is the blesser. He's the favor giver. So if you could ever appear before... In the olden um, days, in, in the old covenant, when the people sinned, God could decide no rain. Three years, four years, no rain, nothing. I'll teach you a lesson that you shouldn't sin against me. No rain, no crops, nothing grows. You understand? They understood the day of atonement. They understood what it was. That when we come to the day of atonement, it is that after that day, for the next one year, I am, I am under the free favor of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then I, I have to come back the next year. So it's not like you now. You can decide I'm not going to come to church today. 
I'm going to come. I'm not going to... If you miss Day of Atonement, you are finished. <laughs> if you don't carry Ram, if you don't carry Ram and come on that day, forget you and your family. And God did not to do, I, I visit this to you alone. <laughs> Thank you. You will catch your, your son on the field. Slay that one. <laughs> but now it wasn't God that was doing it. I, I, I've said this before. You need to understand the frame of mind. I've said this several times before. Alright? That there's a law in Lagos, for example. If you drive... How many of you have been caught on BRT lane before? If you enter that BRT lane and they catch you. If they catch you. If you can escape, you are, you are good though. But if they catch you, they will show you a wickedness that does not exist under the sun. <laughs> and guess what? You, you cannot be saying the governor is wicked. Is the governor wicked? No. The governor is in his office. He probably doesn't even know that they caught you. What's playing out? The law is taking its full course. So when those people miss the day of atonement, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the law begins to play out. But thanks be to God, you and I are under an unending cleansing. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? God, Say this with me, God never sees me in sin. You see, you're not saying it out loud. Say it again. Say, God never ever sees me in sin. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, John 17, 17, let's read that together. One to go. John 17 and verse 17. Can we read that together? One to go. If you are there, say, I am there. By the way, you know you should be making eye contact with the world. Why don't you even have a Bible? There's no projector. Get your Bible. <laughs> Praise God. Alright, let's read verse 17 together. One to go. Read again one more time. Sanctify them through your words or through your truth. Your word is what? Truth. So God's word concerning your life is what? Truth. Sanctify them. So it means that every time I want to experience a separate... The word sanctify is separation from the crowd. So every time I want to experience separation from fear or from anxiety or from worry or from sickness or from disease or from infirmity or from scarcity and all of that, I go to the word. The word is truth. The word sanctifies me because the word is truth. Can we say amen? amen. Hey church, can you say amen? amen? So God's word sanctifies us. God's word is God's truth that sanctifies us. Now, how many of you love some sanctification from scarce thinking? Let me see your hands up. Scarcity mindedness. You want to be sanctified from thinking, I don't have. Hands up. Or don't wave your hands. Just look at me and smile. Good. How many of you would like to be sanctified from thinking that, you know, something evil might happen to you? Fear. Worry. Worry that you will not have enough. Worry that you will not be able to meet up with your rent. Worry that you will not be really be able to do things. Now, some of you are sitting cool now because you are sitting under nice teaching. And then you are, you're like, I don't worry anymore. Like, all that is gone. <laughs> but maybe one year ago, you know, if I, if I said, how many of you would love 
to be sanctified, you know, from fear or from anxiety. You know, <laughs> maybe your hands would have been up. Now, my point is that the Word of God, and I, I'm still getting sanctified, you know, from, you know, small-mindedness. From, because there's, there's a way some people can be such that you begin to evaluate your life based on where you have been before. Or you begin to evaluate your life based on what had happened to you before. If you didn't have for one week, who told you you would have now? If you didn't have the whole of last year, you made 500k. That's really small. How do you think? So now there are bigger projects to do. There are bigger things to be done. So there's just the mind that if it was bad yesterday, naturally speaking, if it was broke yesterday, what makes me think that it's going to be better today? Except the Word of God interjects that process and interjects that thought pattern. It will be the same. I get what I'm saying. In the law of physics, they say all things will be in the same what, what, what until an external force does what? Come on, guys. Uh-uh. Thank you. So, everything will go in the natural whatever, whatever. I mean, I don't know it because I don't know physics. But I've heard it before. That things will go until an external force is applied. That external force for us as believers is the Word of God. Are you hear what I'm saying? It's the Word of God. I'm thinking... Small thoughts. I'm thinking scarce thoughts. The Word of God comes and cleanses that out. So I get sanctified with His truth. The Word is truth. So every time I want to take junk out, I put the Word in. Every time I want to take scarcity thinking out, I put the Word in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every time I want to take fear out, I put God's Word in. Now, you would love it. You would love everything that we've said so far. Until we come to you and now begin to tell you that that same word that promises you all of those things tells you you should be planted somewhere. <laughs> oh, you see, I'm a very smart person now. <laughs> now you see, oh, the word of God promised me what? Healing. Provision, everybody, ah, shama la katu, eleva anti, e, her, tabanga, ukator, e, ir de ezoha. The word of God says, be planted. <laughs> so you shouldn't shout about all the other ones and not shout about this one. Now we say, Amen. So let's go right now into the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 10. Now you see where I'm going. Hebrews chapter number 10. And we're going to be in verse 19. Now before we read this text, I want to tell you a a brief um, idea about this text. The book of Hebrews, pay attention to this, the book of Hebrews is like the entire Bible in a mini version. Okay, you see, the Bible, Old Testament, you know, the law and the prophets, alright, and then the new covenant, all of it is compressed into the book of Hebrews. So the book of Hebrews is actually like, the Bible is the extended version of the book of Hebrews, or the book of Hebrews is the compressed version of the Bible. You hear what I'm saying? So in the book of Hebrews... You're going to see 
Atonement, you're going to see redemption. Please pay attention to this. This is going to help you. You're going to see redemption. You're going to see atonement. You're going to also see other things. And one of the things that you're going to see is what we are about to read now. So, let's, let's read Hebrews 10 and verse 19. I'll read in your hearing. It says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is through his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, verse 22, what does he say? He says, let us what? Draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Stop. So he says, in the old covenant, you needed a high priest. Can we say amen? Good. You needed a lamb. Can we say amen? You needed an animal. Whatever it was. Okay? And you needed to come to have that animal slaughtered and a sacrifice made for you. Alright? So that you, you move away from that conversation knowing that for the next one year, your sins are forgiven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So all of that had to happen under the law. Okay? Now he's saying that the same way, how many of you know that Jesus is our heavenly high priest? Amen? Jesus is the lamb who was slain. Amen? Remember I told you that when God was, in quotes, testing Abraham with his son Isaac, there was a statement that God made, which was a pointer to what was going to happen. And what was that statement? I will prove the... No, Abraham made the statement. Abraham, when Isaac asked him that, how about the lamb or the ram? Isaac, um, Abraham responded and said, the Lord will provide himself a lamb. Actually, you can, you can say it like this. God will provide a lamb for himself. Number one way. Number two, God will provide himself as the lamb. The Lord will provide himself a lamb. <laughs> so if you put it the first way, it will be that God will provide a lamb. But the other way to put it is that God will provide himself as the lamb. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now we see that there is a sacrifice. We see that there is a high priest. We see that there is all of that. And we see that there is a lamb. And this scripture is saying in, in the book of Hebrews that, you know, just as we have all of that, okay? Now, after the old covenant stuff, all of those rituals, right? The person could now draw near. The person could now come close to God. Remember that before the law was given, okay, as the law was being given, the conversation was, if you come close, you will die. If you as much as touch this mountain, you are finished. So, under the old covenant, without the shedding of blood, you couldn't come close. In, when, when the law was given on Mount Sinai, how many of you know 3,000 people died? When the Holy Ghost was given on Mount Zion, how many of you know that 3,000 people were saved? Same 3,000. But now, let's continue the conversation. Okay, so, if you came close, you would die. You couldn't draw near until those things were done. Now, there's a parallel going on here. 
The Bible is saying that, look, just the same way it happened in the Old Covenant, that's the same way it's happening now. Now that all these things have been done, you can now draw near. That's the first thing that you need to understand. You can now draw near with a clear conscience. And let me tell you, under the Old Covenant, that clear conscience was for one year. Under the New Covenant, it's for eternity. Let's read that scripture again. I want to read it to you. And I want you to hear what the word of God says about you. He says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Under the old covenant, it was by the blood of bulls and goats. But now it is by the blood of Jesus. He says, by a new and living way. Not by an old and dying way. Because the Moses law was an old and fading away way. But the Bible says that this is by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his own flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let's read verse 22 together, want to go. Let us what? Draw near with a true heart. Number one, a true heart, meaning there's a false heart. A true heart is the heart that sees what Jesus has done and has believed it. Can we say amen? Okay, let's continue. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with what? Pure water. Is it sachet water? <laughs> hey, brothers and sisters, hello? Is it sachet water, 20 naira? No. What is the water that we talked about just now? You are clean, how? By the word that was spoken unto you. So first, you see that there is the provision of atonement. Redemption has been made available. Let's continue. Number 23, verse number 23. Let's read together once ago. Let us what? Hold fast to the confession of our hope without what? Wavering. For he who, is, he who promised is what? Faithful. Now stop. So the first thing is that your sins are forgiven. I'm showing you what it is that scripture says. Your sins are forgiven. There is no more condemnation for you. The price has been paid. That's number one. Second job, hold fast to it. Maintain your confession. Wow. So first, something has been provided. Second, maintain that it has been provided. Act like it has been provided. Behave as though it has been provided. Maintain. I'm showing you clearly what the believer's job is supposed to be. Maintain your confession. Hold fast to that which has been given to you. Now the word hope there is confident expectation of good. In other words, because of that which has happened, you, the believer can now expect good things to happen to you confidently. Can we say amen? amen? Now let's go to verse 24. Let's read verse 24. Want to go? Mm-hmm. Verse 25. Read together. Want to go? Now, let's, let's take this a notch higher. In 
literally works, in literal works, like literacy and all of that. Those of you who write movies, okay, there's something called the climax. Amen? There's something called what? The climax. Where, where you have been building the narrative and building the conversation and building the conversation until you hit that climax where you have made your point. Okay, so the first thing that I mentioned to you was that the book of Hebrews is a compressed version of the entire Bible. You will see everything the Bible talks about. You will see the Old Testament part in Hebrews. You will see the death of Jesus, the burial and resurrection in Hebrews. You will see the new covenant, everything laid out there in Hebrews. Now, it seems as though the climax of this movie that we are watching is in Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. The climax of the conversation is Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. Now, what does it contain? Number one, write this down, please. Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. What does it contain? Number one, it contains redemption and its benefits. It contains redemption and its benefits. Number two, it tells you that you can draw near. That you are now at home. Come close. You can draw near. Number three, it tells you to hold fast to your confession of hope. What is a confession of hope? The confident expectation of good and you're supposed to hold fast to that without wavering. And in this same climax, he now tells you, do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together. <laughs> Amazing. Let me explain in another way. Everybody look up at me, please, if you are finished taking notes. When a person is dying, if a person is about to check out, you expect that the next couple of words that they will say will be the very important words. You, I mean, you want to hold on to those words because you consider these, are his, these were his final words when he was leaving. Right? That seems like that's the climax of his entire life on earth. Okay? So, if he's checking out, you want to know what were the things that he said. I want to hold on to them. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That It's like you're watching a movie and it has gotten to crescendo. So you expect that it is only the important things that will show up now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then number one, that shows up. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing something with you that I want you to please follow. Number one that shows up is that there's redemption now. Your sins are forgiven. Number two, draw near. You can now come close. Like, you're no longer a stranger. Come home. Alright? Then, number three is what? Hold fast. Confess. This is what the believer's life is made up of. And then, number four. Go to church. Attend the assembly of the saints. Don't forsake like some. Wow. Now, you see, I talked about... You see, let me tell you. I told you. Now, the problem of many believers is that they don't take the word for, for what it is. They don't believe the word. They claim they do. They have Christianese conversation. But when push comes to shove, you realize that they don't believe the word. This is your Bible. This is God leaving his final words to you. This is how you're going to conduct yourself on the earth. Number one, remember that your sins are forgiven. Number two, confess 
profess, declare that everything that Jesus has accomplished for you is yours. The number, look at it. Go, don't forsake. It's like final words. I'm going. Climax. Movie climax. This is it. Don't forsake the gathering of yourself together. Then you now look at that and say, well, you must not know what he's talking about. Is this the word? You see, let me tell you. Whatever importance you give to the word of God, no matter what it is, no matter what the subject is, whatever importance you give to the word of God, that's the importance you receive back. Whatever value you place on God's word, if you have a place in the matter that you can say, well, that is excusable, then so what you're actually saying is that I actually don't believe anything the word of God says. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm talking about now? How many of you understand what I'm saying? Can we say amen? amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, so... Climax of a conversation and a narrative. Number one, remember that your sins are forgiven. In other words, like you have been washed, you have been cleansed. Come, that you have now been an evil conscience has been taken away from you. How many of you remember the time when I taught about having an evil heart? And the Bible says it is having an evil heart of unbelief. An evil heart is not you. And wanting to kill somebody. That's not an evil heart. Actually, let me even say this to you. The believer in Christ Jesus, alright, it is not, you know, the, the Bible say, they say, they, they say that the Bible says, and the Bible does say, but the Bible is describing a certain kind of people. The Bible says the heart of man is evil, and des- the heart of man is des- evil and desperately wicked. Who can know it? He said man. He didn't say the new man. You see, scripture is very direct. He said, man, there's a new man. Amen. There's man. There's a new man in Christ. The new man's heart cannot be evil and desperately wicked. Because it's like God removed his heart and put inside your heart. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you are describing man and you are correct. But I ceased to be man the day I came into Christ. I'm the, new, the Bible calls me the new man in Christ. The Bible says, if any man be what? In Christ, he's a what? New man. That word new man is not refurbishment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, 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 no. no. You are not refurbished. Now only you feel remember, say you exist. You can remember because you are spiritual and body. So you have a soul and you have a body. Hmm? Look at me, church. But your spirit is complete. It was not renovated. It was completely. The old man was complete. Have you seen those tractors go into buildings and break things down? Eh? The old man was completely shattered. And a new man was erected in Christ. Say amen. amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you're not an old man trying to be good. You're not an old man trying to be, you know, trying to not lie. You're the new man in Christ who should know who you are. And the more you know who you are, the easier it is to function as who you are. Can we say amen? amen. Are you going to say this with me? I'm the new man in Christ. I'm the new man in Christ. Say this with me. I'm not a refurbishment. I'm not a, refurbishment. I'm not a renovation. I'm not a renovation. The, old the old man was completely struck down. And now we have a new man in Christ. And that's me. That's me. Hey, I want you to say it out loud. Say, that's me. That's me. Glory to God. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah.
So, Hebrews is, I said, the compression of all of the Bible in a mini book. If you wanted to have a mini book, let's assume you write a book and then it's this big. And then you say, I wanted to summarize everything I have to say. Everything I was saying is in this book. How many of you summarize books in the university? Summarize voluminous textbooks. Hello? So it's in this book. That's what Hebrews is. And then the climax of the conversation. You put your, I don't know how many of you write or do movies or do all of that. You put your, your what you want to communicate itself. You put it at the climax of the movie pro- creation or whatever. Or the literally art or whatever. You dance, you know, let's say you're a dancer. You, you leave the stage on a high. You leave when the ovation is loudest. So in the middle of the conversation, as Paul is writing, he gets here, and these are the things he highlights. Number one, remember, let's, 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 this is good, I like it. Let me just read it to you. Because after you shouted, alright, that the word of God makes you clean, and you are clean through the words which are spoken unto you, and that word cleans you out from fear, cleans you out from worry, cleans you out from anxiety, that word is here today to clean you out from laziness to attend church. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it's not my word. Though. I would love somebody to teach me this even if I was a member of a church. You see, because you get to a point where you accept to take the word of God for what it is. That's the problem. The Bible says, He shall lay hands on the sick. And the sick shall recover. He didn't ask whether they have cancer or high blood pressure or whether they've not seen for eight years. That's not the question. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whether he's lame, it, no matter how lame he is, he shall lay hands on the sick. Say me. Me. Beauty is not me. There are some there are, there are some special people. Specially anointed of God. Let me tell you, this thing that you call levels of grace eh, is experience in usage. You understand what I'm saying? Eh, they are are great, yes. But I can tell you, it's experience in usage. Ask pilots, they will tell you. You understand? Both of us, we are pilots. But I have more minds than you. That's why I'm your senior. But it's not because we can't fly the plane. It's that I've been using mine long enough. The more you, my brother, the one time you can be using, the thing won't work. Use again. They, you shall lay hands on the sick. I lay hands on you. You did not get healed. I'll lay again. You see, that's the point. But you will say, ah, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe it's not my ministry. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm not holy enough. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not righteous enough. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Use the word. Glory to God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. So, the Bible says, My queen shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. Amen. Say amen. amen. There is no question about how sick the sick is. Okay. My queen shall lay hands on his keyboard and be playing, and the anointing will transmit into the sick, and they will recover. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Or as he's playing under the power of the Holy Ghost, light is being transmitted into people's hearts. Suddenly in that atmosphere, under his keyboard, I know what to do. You do not hear that 
that um, David was playing something and some things were leaving. What are you talking about? Ah, it's consciousness now. Do you understand what I'm saying? As he's playing like that, wisdom is in the room. Somebody is catching Rema. The guy is playing this. David is catching Rema on what to do in his business tomorrow. <laughs> You've been making light of yourself, that's why. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The word, he's playing. He shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. I feel power of God. He shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. And now it's a DNA something, you know? <laughs> it's a DNA something. Can we give the Lord a shout of praise? So that you are not ordinary. You are not just ordinary. So that same word that talks about what this man is able to do is now describing how you should fit. If you take that one as maybe it's describing people who are more mature, people who are, ah, people who, mm, ah, you know them, man. People, people when they come into the service like this, like this, and then they tell you, mm, there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. <laughs> a lady came to me on the day, I don't know if you were there, the day of the training. I don't know if any of you saw me praying for a lady towards you came to call me. I don't know if any of you saw me. She had accosted me and said, at the, at the head church, and said that a couple of years ago, I remember that day very well. I can't forget. I had preached in church. And then she just followed me immediately after the service. And said to me, she took me to one side of the hall. And said to me, I said, I'm talking to you right now. I'm bleeding. I've been bleeding for two weeks. And, you know, I don't know what else to do. I laid out, I can't remember what I said. I laid hands on her. And it was... Later, she, she first told my dad and said, telling other people how that as soon as I laid hands on her, the bleeding ceased. Ceased completely. But let me tell you, there's been times I laid, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. But my brother, the word of God says, so I'll lay again. Mm-hmm. My dear, me, I'll lay again. Do you understand? And that same word talks about how prosperous I am. And even if I have not seen that kind of prosperity, I'll keep talking. It. Yes, sir. And if you like, give up. And so she called me after the service. <laughs> she called me after the service. Alright? She called me after the service, after that meeting. And she said, I, she told me, that was now the first time she was telling me what happened that time. She said they said she had fibroid and that was why she was bleeding. And I immediately I laid hands on her. The bleeding ceased. Alright. And she stopped. That was the end of that bleeding till that day that I was talking to her. This was on Monday. Or what of the, what was that day? And then she now told me that she noticed that there's a pain here. You know, and that she wanted me to minister to her. That, in fact, she has been telling everybody that cares to listen how she got healed that time. And that she knows that, in fact, she was already on her way out. God bears me witness. She was already on her way out. And she remembered that she wanted to talk to me. So she came back into church to get me to pray for her concerning that. And that she knows that if I minister to her, 
she will be healed. You know, that's not the time for you to tell her, Ma, you, you too, you can minister to yourself. No, that's not the time. Let God honor her faith. As a minister of God, we have to be intelligent. So I laid hands on her, and I said, in the name of Jesus, the pain ceases, and all that. Guess what? I expect to hear a miracle. Why? The Bible says that I shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Let me also tell you something. Well, in the name of Jesus, let money meet money in your hands. Well, because money is not supposed to finish before a new supply comes. Yes, now you are awake. (laughs) But that is the truth. Are you hear what I'm saying? Listen, say this with me. Everything, Everything that, Jesus paid for, that Jesus paid for, I enjoy. I enjoy. Say it again. Say everything, Everything that Jesus paid for, that Jesus paid for I enjoy. What if I'm making my preaching partner today? <laughs> Will it be good? You can sit. Don't worry. <laughs> let, me, let me release you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now, that scripture that says all of that, you see, where I was going with all of this is that if you argue with the word, or you don't believe the word, or you doubt the word, or you begin to have questions in your heart about the word, when you see this, you're also going to doubt. You're also going to doubt. You're going to be, no, 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 no. Say this with me, I believe God's word. I believe God's word for what he talks about. So, look at it again. Let's go back there. This is a teaching meeting. And teaching is that we will repeat what we've said before. Teachers, don't you repeat what you say. Don't you repeat yourself. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. Open the scripture. And let's look at it again. Don't worry. After now, I'll move on. <laughs> it says, therefore, brethren, having boldness, now, when you see the word, therefore, you know it's coming from somewhere. He has said something. Based on what he has said, have boldness. So, having boldness to enter the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus, and by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. Verse 22. Let us, number one, draw near. In other words, have the consciousness that God is near to you and you're near to him. Well, five and six. Actually, a better rendering is we are joined to the Lord. We are not beside the Lord. We are in Him. He's in us. Praise God forevermore. Are you hearing me? Alright, so it says draw near. Alright? Draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Full assurance of faith. You know why you should have full assurance of, of faith? Because a full price was paid. Full assurance of faith. Because the full price was paid. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The full price was paid. So come. How many of you will go a restaurant? Let's say a hotel has been paid. Five star hotel. You know. We book the best room. Presidential suits. Alright. For you. And we show you the receipt that has been paid. <laughs> Alright. We show you. We say it's been paid. Just go have a great time. I'm sure some of you are like, oh Lord, that's me. Now, guess what? How many of you will be sneaking into the hotel? Let, 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 let them not catch me. That's how some of you sneak. 
That's how some of you sneak in your in the spiritual things. You are begging. Oh Lord. Oh Lord, please, if you can just, if you can just, what do you mean? Talk freely. Yes, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, if you can, if you can just, if you can, uh, uh, what do you mean if I can just? The earth is the Lord's, His fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. You understand? So imagine you now walking towards the hotel, and then you say, Oh, let them not, let them not see me, let them not see me, and they are sneaking, 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 and then stop. Some of you, they can arrest you like that. You are a thief. <laughs> they can, they'll just arrest you like that and take you and lock you up. Meanwhile, all the while, you had proof of payment. You had proof of payment, but you are still sneaking in. And then if anybody accosts you like that, why, why are you sneaking? You are a thief. Come. I don't want to hear anything. Don't tell me anything. Just come. And they just take you and just go and lock you up. Meanwhile, in your, but you cannot confess. That's, I'm telling you. But you cannot just simply tell them, fully paid for. Fully paid for. Room paid. Everybody has paid. Confession. Abby? But you can't say it. They'll lock you up. Same way, lack can lock you up because you refuse to confess that the price has been paid in full. Sickness can lock you up because you refuse to confess that the price has been paid in full. You are, you are sneaking. You are sneaking. What happens? When you know it's been paid in full, what, what do you do? You just ah, carry weekend bag. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Carry, you know, carry everything. And then you just, like, you, you know, you know, you just walk in. Oh, you don't even, you just, you just, you just go in. What's your reservation? Um, yeah, blah, you know. You just show them. And you just walk into your room. Chill out. You pay for flight tickets. You have boarding pass. Then you're sneaking in. You are sneaking into the airport. Let them not catch me. Then you go and hang on the engine. <laughs> you, say, you, say, you, say, you say, please, let them know. Or you get on the plane. It's first class. Then you are begging them for water. You say, please, 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 if you can just give me water. Please, only water. They say, madam. <laughs> you can laugh now because... In the things of those, in the, in the things of, you know, in those kind of areas, those matters, you are awake. You are woke. You can't, don't try, don't try. <laughs> if you try me, eh? Something I pay, do you know how much? But when it comes to the things of the spirit, you are not that woke. You are still thinking, ah, what if there is a, what if there is a generational cause? What if? Ha, me, I need to go and call my know who my ancestors were. Because what if they actually took my name to a shrine? Hiya. Hiya. Hey, church, let me ask you a question. Don't just keep your face straight. Just nod. If in the middle of a challenge that you were going through, me, I can confess that many years ago it was like that. I say, ha, my name is Anya. I'm serious. You. You don't understand when, if any man be in Christ and you are liberated. Me, I'm telling you, my name is what I called my father one day. I said, What does Anyahu mean? He said, Eyes of the sun. I said, Ah, this is, this is demonic. This is demonic. What's the meaning of my name? Then some of you now ask, Who was my grandfather? 
Who was my grandfather? And my dad told me that hmm, your, gra- your great grandfather. <laughs> Serious abalisu. No joke. No be joke. I'm not joking. <laughs> they said in the village that time, if he throws knife up, it will hang there. You can't bring it down. I said, hey, hey, deliverance session. Then it starts to seep into your heart's reality. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. And in fact, the Bible says that you have been regenerated. That word is regened. That is, a new gene has been replaced with the old one. The old one taken away, the new one put in. You don't understand what I'm saying. You say, but ah, P.O.D. Why in Africa. Africa. You think when God wrote scripture, he was thinking about Africa? You are in Christ. And you are a new creation. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are in Christ and you are what? A new creation. The only thing that can stick is blessings. Brothers and sisters, the only thing that can stay is everything that is in sync with God's word. Nothing else can stay. I'm telling you. See, let me tell you, even in your lowest, and, and I'm not saying you should be low. But even in your lowest, your lowest, lowest, bad, worst day, Satan is no match to you. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. The Bible says you shall decree a thing. It shall be what? Established unto you. I say your lowest day. That is the day where you saw favor. You jacked her. You fought her. You saw this one. You jacked her. You fought her. You saw this one. You jacked her. You fought her. You were busy fighting for money tonight. <laughs> Satan is still not a match. Last part. You are light years ahead of him. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. You shall decree anything and to be established. Say amen. amen. So there's no curse that can stay. But you see, there are some times when, ah, everywhere is red like this. You see, where, where, where is that? Who is my father? Who is my great-grandfather? What's my lineage? You have been removed from the curse. You have been placed under the blessing. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? So now, Scripture tells you, in the climax of God's conversation, it tells you three important things. Number one, don't forsake, you know, um, it starts with, you know, draw near, alright? Draw near, come with full assurance of faith. Stop hiding. When you want to pray in the morning, don't say, oh Lord, let me start from yesterday. Lord, you know me, I know you. I know that me, I can't say I'm holy, but I know you, you and I, we know ourselves. What kind of talk is that? What kind of talk is that? <laughs> You'll be saying, what, what is this person saying? I don't understand what you're saying. It's me again. And some of you, be careful all those, all those uh, spoken words that you listen to. If he, if he denies who you are in Christ, you better drop it like a hot potato. Because you want to rhyme, you are denying what, what Jesus has said. Are you getting what I'm saying? So draw near with full assurance of faith. Look, let me tell you, every time you want to pray, you are right. Kai, didn't hear me? Every time. Every time. As you are driving, some, I saw a video, Nathan Abbasi said he was driving like this, driving a bike man. 
and he was praying in tongues. A bike man just entered his front. Was he a bike man or something? A boss guy. Just entered his, his front. He said, Raka, Gaba, he wound down. Raka, Taka, Yaka, Taka, Yaka. Leka, Tabaya, Leka, Even at that time, you are holy. You hear what I'm saying? You are righteous, as righteous as righteous can be. I put on my status yesterday. I say, say it with your full chest. I am what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So come boldly, draw near with full assurance of faith. What's that full assurance? Every time I pray, God cannot say no to me. Some people before, when I was growing up, they told us that before you pray, you cannot, ah, when I entered uni, uni lab, and got into Christ members. You know, Christ members, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Like we do, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Or let's, let's start to pray. Brothers and sisters, and that start to pray is not, Father Lord, I thank you. Father Lord, I guess. Let the kabosh. They say, eh, eh, that you, the way it's supposed to be is that you start. Then you start. Then you start. Then you start. You worship small. You do this. You do that. Then when you enter the Christian, you now bust out. La, 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 la. Let. Hey, who, who be with you? <laughs> ah! Ah! This is serious bondage. Now, you know, how many of you, hey, things are coming to my mind, but I just, how many of you want to worship and then you sing your, that song that gives you goosebumps? Yeah, yeah. And then after singing, nothing happens. There's a song, there's a particular song that after you sing it like this, you will On that day, after you sang it, nothing. No goosebumps, no nothing. You felt as empty as, hello, do I have any weakness? You, you, you sang your most, and then after singing it, you now felt nothing. Say, the Lord, uh, Lord, are you with <laughs> The Lord told me that in this service, somebody's going to be healed of a back pain. I don't know who that is. But yesterday before I came into this service, the Lord told me somebody will come in with a back pain and be healed. Amen. Praise God. And I heard as well, let me just announce as I heard, that there will be many provisions. Amen. Say this, I receive it, Lord, I receive it. Hallelujah. I say I'm laughing, I'm laughing, I'm just laughing. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? I hear what I'm saying. So you say, you say, you say what, what was the story I was giving you? That, yes, that so you, 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 you sing your most holy song and nothing happens. And I say, oh Lord. Okay, Lord, I want to pray. I want to pray. How many of you ever heard, did your prayer pass the roof? Your prayer, your prayer, your prayer did not even go past this roof. The last time I checked, that's why the Spirit of God lives in me. So that my prayer doesn't have to go past the roof. <laughs> right out of your out of your belly shall flow what rivers of living water. And we say amen. amen. Praise God forevermore. So now here's what we're saying now. Okay, number one, draw near full assurance of faith. Okay, number two, what confession? Profess. Every believer is supposed to be a speaking person. 
In fact, no moment should pass without you talking. If you, if you watch, 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 and you realize that you've not spoken in a while, start talking. You are not a locomotive machine that needs to whine, whine, whine before you enter the spirit. You are full of the spirit every time. Even when you're conscious and unconscious, you're full of the Holy Ghost. So confess. And then number, number, number three. It says, not what? Not what? Forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. But what? Let's read together. But what? Exhorting one another and so much the more as we see the day do what? Approaching. So much more. So these are the three things that the apostle is saying. And it's amazing that not forsaking the assembling of yourself together is in the equation of the conversation. And we say amen. Yes, is this the word of God? Yes, is the word of God for you? Yes, Glory to God. Yes, so, this is what it contains. Not forsaking the assembling of yourself together. I need to go fast now. So the first several verses describes our unrestricted access to God, all right, and that it has been made available to us. The first several verses describes our unrestricted access to God that has been made available to God, to us. The last verse, however, gives us the key to successfully enjoying that access. And what is the key? Not neglecting to meet together. If we are going to be successful in drawing near and operate in faith and speak the right things and relate with others rightly, we will have to take advantage of the key, which is what? Not forsaking the gathering of ourselves together. Between a car and a key, which one is most important? Between a car and a key, which one is most important? Is the car important? Is the car important? Hello church, is the car important? But is the key important? Without the key, you can't move the car. Oh no, you can't. You want to, you want to, you want to force you that we have. Why are you Nigerians like this? You see Nigerians. Look at them. They say they, they will break into it. They will, they will, they will form wire. You see? That's the problem. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Now, so verse 19 to 24 tells us what. Verse 25 tells us how. So 19 to 24 tells us what has been made available. Verse 25 tells us how to take advantage of it. Not forsaking the gathering of ourselves together. Praise God forevermore. Alright, now, write this down. Nothing is more holy than the precious blood that was provided for us, that brought us to our redemption. 
I want to say that again. Nothing is more holy than the precious blood of Jesus that provided us our redemption. However, the local church provides us with the key to understanding that redemption. So, the redemption is the car. The local church in this context is the key. The local church provides us with the key to understand that redemption. And how does it happen? As people are taught and as people are enlightened, they take advantage of a redemption that has been made available. Write this down. Everything that Jesus has done for us comes together in the local church. Everything that Jesus has done for us comes together in the local church. Write this down. The most important verse in the most important passage in one of the most important books speaks about the local church. If God considers it to be important, you have to consider it to be important. If the local church was any less important, its mention will be out of place completely. If the local church was of no importance, there's no point mentioning it, right? We'll just leave it out. But it's mentioned too many times to be ignored. Can we say amen? amen? Let's look at Hebrews chapter number 12, 24. Hebrews chapter number 12, from verse 22 to 24. And this is probably going to be my last scripture. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter number 12, from verse 22 to 24. If you have the NASB version, I want us to read from that. Or you can put it in the NKJV, anyone. Hebrews 12 from verse 22 to 24. Now let's read together one to go. But you have come to what? To Mount Zion. Alright, let's read together one to go. But you have come to Mount Zion. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Now, stop for a minute. Do you see all the things that it says we've come to? We see, we have come to the blood of the new covenant. There's judgment seat. These are all the things that we, we make noise about. Will you make heaven? Are you going to make heaven? You, everyone will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. In these important conversations, the blood of... How many, hey, wait, look at me, everybody. How many, how many, how many, the blood of Jesus on the road. If you check our roads and you see how many blood of Jesus is there. <laughs> blood! The blood! The blood! <laughs> then when you go out to preach, it will be, where will you spend your eternity? 
as you have seen all of those things, the church is mentioned. He says, the blood of Christ, you know, and all of that. And then he says, you have come to the general assembly, to the church. Let me say the meaning of the church. Please write this down. The word church here, that word church here in its original language is literally rendered this way. All the called out ones assembled together. That word church in that text, alright, is literally rendered like this in the original language. All the called out ones assembled together. So it means that we see, number one, the church is made up of called out people. Number two, assembled together. Called out, assembled together. So if the instruction is not to forsake the gathering of ourselves together as the manner of some is, then you should consider that to be very important. The same scripture that talks about your healing, that talks about your health, that talks about your righteousness, tells you not to forsake the gathering of yourself together. Can we say amen? amen. Can we say amen? amen? Now, the believer is not supposed to live by what works for you. The believer is supposed to live by every word that comes out of his mouth. Amen. How is the believer supposed to live? Are we supposed to live by, let's do what works for me? No, we're supposed to live by every word. Man shall not live by what? Bread alone. But by what? Every word that comes out of his mouth, right? Is this out of his mouth? This word, is he out of his mouth? So it's not about what works for you. Because in this generation of convenience, people are constantly looking out for what works for me. No, it's not about what works for you. It's about what has come out of his mouth. And he says, don't forsake, don't forsake. It is called the called out ones assembled together. No, not assembled online. Hello? Get up in the morning, go to church. Sunday morning, get up, go to church. I'm, I'm closing now. Now you see, you take this lightly until you understand that as the Father sent me, so send I you. Just imagine that Jesus was as truant as some people are. Just imagine that Jesus. Today, he just wakes up. And then the next thing he says, Ah, there's Ludo to play. <laughs> just, brother, think about the day he was going to the cross. Calvary, bar, Golgotha. As he was going like that. As he was going. Just, hey, my, my guy, my guy, my guy. Ah, come, 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 come. Come, Ludo day, come. Just imagine that Jesus was using your destiny. Your eternal destiny. Go and sit down. And bring down the day. Hey, 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 hey. Two six. Two six. You see, it's ridiculous to think about. Ah, Peter, how can you say that? It's Jesus. As I sent you, so. As the Father sent me, so send I you. As I forgive sins, you forgive sins. So where, what, what will you do now if you're not rooted in the truth? You, are you hearing what I'm saying? So now, some of you. Some of you. Come, Benita, I want to show this to you something. Come, Dupe, come. Stand here. No, no, no. Face that, please. Thank you. Come and stand here. 
Yeah. Let's use one more person. Mr. McQueen, come. Just stand behind her. See, in eternity, ba, hear me, and hear me good, all of you, all of you, and including you, including you, brother, all of you seated here, hearing me, whether you are aware or not, in the scheme of things in heaven, this is you. There are lives attached to you. That without you coming into the light of the gospel, they can't come. Hear me. Now God has said you have entered. Let all those people enter through your own light. You now decide to keep quiet. You now decide to be truant. Look at destinies. See, just see destinies. Think about it for eternity. There are people who you will need to preach the gospel to. You see, because, hey, church, can I, can I, maybe this is by the Spirit of God, and maybe I'll just close on this note. Hmm? You know that there are many people on this planet who will never meet me. Hello? It's called every man's world. There are many people in your world that may never sit on this side of eternity. Never. We will never connect. We will never, our paths will never cross. But guess what? They will meet you. They will meet you. What will they hear when they meet you? You are the light of their world. No pressure. That's why God is the one supplying what you are using to do what you are doing. And one of the things he supplies is teaching. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sit down and be taught. Because this is how it is in all of eternity. Some of you are bothering about whether they will ask you whether you wore a ring. Whether they will ask you whether you wore braids. One million or ten billion. Whether you wore Brazilian hair or Noninian hair or Jamaican hair or Hispanic hair. Whether you painted your nails. Can you imagine? The only question, and it will not be out of condemnation, it will be what, what did you do with the gospel I gave to you? And the lives of people that are connected to you. Whether you know it or not. Whether you are aware or not. People's lives are connected to you. And no, it's not so that you can pay their rent. It's not so that you can pay, give them food. It's, not, it's so that you can shine the light of the gospel into their own world. And from there, they go to other people's world. So God's design is that everybody will come together to be taught. So you, light has shone on you. Now take that light to your neighbor. And take that light like that until we envelope everywhere in the world with the light of the gospel. But here's how it's going to be a problem. If this one person has not come to the place where she values the word, believes the word for what he talks about, takes the word of God at face value, it will look as though God lied. And if you're not shining your light, how will this person come into their light? Now, you say, well, God is, you see, God is a wise God. He's going to orchestrate their salvation. Alright? With or without you. But guess what? Where is the crown that should come to you for the work that you did? It doesn't matter to you? Don't worry, it will matter. <laughs> and this is not Koboko message. Koboko message is that your sins shall find you out. You... You are a sinner in the hands of an angry God. 
No, God is no longer angry. Amen. amen. Can we say amen? amen? You may be seated. God bless you. Let's give them a big hand. So, write this down. The world, and I'm, and I'm closing now. The world may live by the phrase, whatever works for you. But the church is meant to live by every word that comes out of God's mouth. And one of the things that the word says is you should remember that you are in Christ. You've been redeemed. Draw near to God. Profess your redemption with your mouth. Confess it everywhere you go. And then, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. As the manner of some is. Hello, church. So, say this with me. I am not the sum. Hey, say it again. Say, I am not the sum. No, there will be some who are like that. But that's not me. Praise God. Praise God. And why is all of this important? There's a chaos in the world that only the believer's light can, can, can solve. Amen? Amen? So when we come to church, it's a place where we are grounded. The called out ones who are gathered together. The assembly of believers. I know, hello church, look at me. If the word of God is preached... Concerning your healing, you might struggle to believe that it is true, right? Yes, sir. If I told you now that by this time tomorrow, a mighty provision will flood your life, <laughs> they've come again. <laughs> Chips. Ah, this pastor can sell plantain. The plantain in the plantain plantation. So you might struggle. The same way you hear teaching like this. You struggle. I said something on Wednesday. I said, when people go to their pastors to join faith with them, or your friend, or anybody to join faith with you for your provision, for your job, your mind never goes to, hmm, what if pastor is trying to take my job? What if pastor is trying to take my, my health? What if pastor is trying to take my, my, my sickness or my, or my lack? Pastor, Come, brother. I'm doing plenty. Come. I'm doing plenty of illustrations today. I want to minister to him to be healed. And then as I'm laying hands on him, you say, wait, 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 pastor. So you want to take my sickness? <laughs> Won't I look at him and say, you are... <laughs> brother, you have a left. Come, come, come. <laughs> Sit down. Come and take him away. No, we don't do that. Yeah. But the moment you start to hear things that talk about commitment... Talks about getting up early. Talks about giving. Talks about, uh-huh, they want to take my time. They want to take my money. They want to take my resources. They want to take, but nobody wanted to take your sickness when you were being prayed for to be healed. Nobody, nobody wanted to take the 290 in your bank account. No, which kind of thousand? 290 naira. <laughs> <laughs> Some people's account balance is lower than Jamsco. 
It's so low, even the devil is looking away. <laughs> and it's not you now, it's your bank account low. It's not you. <laughs> oh, the Lord bless you. Amen. Say this with me, I am planted. I am rooted and grounded in the name of Jesus. So what are the three things we've learned today? Number one, draw near. Come close with full what? Assurance of what? Of faith. Number two, hold fast to your what? Confession to your profession, to your declaration of all that Jesus has paid for. And number three, what? Don't forsake. All right? The assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is. And why is all of this important? So that you can be equipped to do as the Father has sent you to do. I imagine many of you going out today and saying, Hey brother, your sins are forgiven. Because you know you have the power to forgive sins. Bro, you tell this other guy, your sins are forgiven. And if you can tell somebody else, you can tell yourself. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And then if you can tell yourself, you can tell somebody else. Because many people want to tell themselves and not tell somebody. For you, your sins are retained. For me, my sins are forgiven. No. All our sins are forgiven. Have you been blessed this morning? Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. It trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.